Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. And you know, because it says in Hebrews 6, it says, let us move beyond, or another version says, move from the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that leads to death and of faith in God. So, so we start somewhere, but we want to end up somewhere else. But there's a, a long period of time generally, generally between where we start and where we are dreaming for or what we've got vision for or where we want to end up. Yes? Okay. Actually, let me start with this because we, we need to be serious in church. I, just got, I, I want you guys to get serious. I want you to focus up and just get serious. Michelle? So I'll start with a joke. There was a Baptist, a Catholic, and a Pentecostal, and they all died on the same day. And upon arriving at the pearly gates, were greeted by St. Peter, which is nice. And Peter said, sorry, men, but your rooms aren't ready yet. I'm really not sure what to do. Peter asked Satan if he could look after them until their rooms were ready. But after about three hours, Satan came back to Peter and said, you have to take these guys back. And Peter said, why? And Satan answered, the Baptist is saving everyone, the Catholic is forgiving everyone, and the Pentecostal has raised enough money for air conditioning. We all have our part to play. I reckon we're going to take up a special offering this morning for air conditioning. Anybody? Service hosts? Hey, uh, I just want to honour my wife. 20 years is massive, and she's put up with a lot more than I have. Let me tell you that. She is an angel. She is a fantastic mother. Oh, yeah, that's bad photo, Nick. Please, get rid of it. Dude, I'll get a photo of you one day. She is just a sensational woman and uh, the joy of my life. So thank you. 20 years, best of my life. I love you. You're amazing. And we, I don't know if anybody's on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, you might want to get on Facebook and have a look at the photos of our, our hair and our do's and our crockenbush. We had a nice big crockenbush. And, bush. and uh, the funny thing was that was the only thing Drew commented on. I said, is that a crockenbush? bush? Most others commented on how I was skinnier and I had a lot of flowing hair. And somebody even made a comment, you should grow your hair back. I said, if I could, I would. Anyway, get serious. Just get serious, guys, all right? We're coming around the word this morning. Ash, nice to see you. Have you ever heard the saying, uh, life is a marathon, not a sprint? Like, and the confession time, I generally want to punch the person that's telling me life is a marathon, not a sprint, because right when they're telling you, come on, brother, life is a marathon, not a sprint, is the very time that you want to sprint. It's the very time, you know, life is busy, and it's big, and it's like, our, our weekly routine is insane. Forget about the dreams and the desires for the future, between making lunches, getting kids to school, working, picking kids up, taking them surfing, soccer, dancing, swimming, like, life is a marathon, not a sprint. I was like, I got a sprint, I have to do this, and I need to do that, but it's not sustainable. I, I need to find a rhythm and a flow, because here's the deal, we know the reality that life is a marathon, not a sprint. But what do I do in the times where I'm feeling stretched and I'm feeling challenged and I'm feeling pushed and I'm feeling pulled and, and I have to do something anyway? Yes? Ecclesiastes 3, I've shared this a few weeks back, but I want to share it again. Starting in verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. To everything, where you are right now, what you're facing, what you're walking through, what you're enduring, what you're experiencing, what you're enjoying, to everything... There is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And, and I love the Word of God because it gives me what I need when I need it. 
I encourage you every week, read the Word. Get into the Gospel. Let this book come alive to you because it will help you. It will energize you, empower you. It will, it will hold you on course for the future that God's calling you to. Read the Bible. It says there's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to tear down, a time to sow, and a time to keep silent, a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Uh, so my paraphrase, the chichi paraphrase is, to everything in life, there's a rhythm and a flow. To everything in life, there's a, there's a rhythm and a flow. You know, it says in Genesis 8:22, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. God has set in, in place, God has set in motion rhythm and flow. That, that, that's God's way of doing life is with rhythm and flow. And, and when I find rhythm and flow or I get in a rhythm and flow, I don't know about you, when I get rhythm going in life, everything seems to work. Because life and circumstance and bills and expectations and it, it, things can get erratic and things can get, you know, pressured and this is important, I must rush towards this and this, I must rush towards that and then I've got to do this and I've got to do that. As a pastor, your world is pretty stretched because this person's sick, this person's wanting to get divorced, this person's going broke, this person's wanting to leave their relationship and you're trying to manage and pull together and do things but I got to find a rhythm and a flow and I just love this because it says, whilst the earth remains. In other words, God set this in motion and it is not ceasing until he returns. Therefore, it's, it's his plan for our lives that we would find some rhythm and would find some flow. Amen? You know, my dad has always said that peace can only be found in a state of order. And I used to like, what the heck does that mean? Peace can only be, you know, even, I know he was talking about our bedrooms, go and clean your bedroom. Peace can only be found in a state of order. I was like, dude, well, <laughs> shut the door and it's fine. But as you get older, as you have responsibility, as you have kids, as you walk through some challenging times, you realize peace can only be found in life in a state of order, ordered thoughts, ordered life patterns, ordered rhythm and flow. And I was thinking about it, everything in life is better done with rhythm and flow. Dancing, I could get Melissa up here and dance, and I could dance, and I know which one you would think was better. There's, where there's rhythm, where there's flow. Swimming. Has anybody ever done butterfly? My butterfly looks more like dragonfly than butterfly. I don't, there's meant to be a rhythm and a flow where the arms go and then the body cut follows and then the legs go again and then we do it all. I somehow get it all mixed up and they all go together and it looks like I'm having a fit in the water. I, I somehow make it to the end of the pool. My, my six-year-old son does butterfly far better. Rhythm and flow. Clapping. Have you ever been in a, in a meeting, in a service, in some, where there's that one person that's, that's clapping out a tire? It's like, dude, can you not hear the beat? There, there is a rhythm here in this music. And if you, yes, no? You're going to make it hard for me today, aren't you? Music, breathing. Actually, I, I saw a lady the other day. She fell over at the shops. She snapped her ankle. 
instantly it blew up. It was like she had a grapefruit on the side of her, her leg, lifted her up, got her on a chair, elevated her leg. The ambulance was on its way, and she started hyperventilating. And I, was, I had to do everything I could to calm her down to get back into that rhythm of just breathe, just relax, just, just keep breathing, just relax, in and out. And literally, I had to set the rhythm for her to breathe that because it was out of rhythm. <laughs> and the more she hyperventilated, the worse it got. And she looked like she was going to pass out. And it was in that hot, sunny day. There's, there's a rhythm and flow that I can, I can slow my heart rate down. I can calm myself just through my breathing. Synchronized swimming. That, that takes a bit of rhythm and flow. Have you ever seen that at the Olympics when one's out of time and one's going under when they should be coming up? And Anyway, sleeping. Waves of sleep. There's a, there's a rhythm. There's a flow. Let me give you an example. We all own a car, or we've been in a car, or we've seen a car. Bueller, Bueller, anybody? Cars are built to go faster than we can walk and carry more weight than we can carry for long or sustained periods of time. They're built, they're made to do 120 kilometers plus easily. And you can sit there, I just drove back from Melbourne, sitting on 110, where 110 was legal, and for eight hours straight, set cruise control, sit on the Hume Highway, cruising through. It was easy, it was effortless, the, the, the engine wasn't revving, we just kept going. The only thing I had to do was fill up for fuel. There was just a rhythm in driving the car. That's what it's built for, that's what it's made for. But it's not made to do 120 kilometers an hour in first gear. I have to find a rhythm in starting the car and going to first gear. And then as, because I've got a vision and I've got a dream and I want to get somewhere, I'm, I'm here but I want to end up there, so I take off in first gear but at some point, when the engine's revving a little bit, I have to engage the clutch and go to second gear. And then again, I have to engage the clutch and go to third gear. And, and my capacity's increasing so that I'm not revving, I'm, I'm in rhythm. And, and you know when you're out of rhythm, when you have to double clutch to, slow, to, to stop quickly, or you crunch the gears because you didn't put the clutch in far enough, or whatever it might be. It, it's the same in life. For life to work efficiently and effectively, we have to be able to find the right gear at the right time to, to move quickly towards our dreams and desires. Because we've started out and we do want to end up somewhere, but right now I, I, I have to manage me. I have to find a rhythm and flow that works for me, which sometimes I'm in first gear, but I want to be in sixth. Because I want to be there now. I want this breakthrough in my world. I want to see this dream come to pass. I want this answered prayer now. But if I try and take off in sixth gear, I'm going to stall. I have to take off in first gear. And Matt and I were talking before about things that we want to see happen and that, and the fact that it says in Isaiah that God's ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts, but His ways are above our ways, and His thoughts are above our thoughts. And, and like that person that says life is a marathon, not a sprint, I'm just like, oh, I don't like that. I want your ways to be my ways. And I want your thoughts to be my thoughts. And then he goes, excuse me, I'm God. My ways ultimately work out a lot better than your ways. And if you walk in my ways and if you'll find my rhythm and my flow for your life, life will work. Amen? So I guess the question for us this morning, we're in Christ, we're in church, we're loving God. But will I, will you find the rhythm and flow that allows you to experience your best life.
because we've, we've said it before that and it's a belief of my heart that your best life is found in Christ your best days your best experiences the the biggest miracles the best days are in Christ and they'll be found in him and in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28 this is the message version it's Jesus speaking it says are you tired worn out burned out on religion come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life I love that get away with me come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life what does that mean except that if I'm recovering my life when with Christ I must have somewhere lost it in the pursuit of other things and what I thought I needed so, so come back you, and you'll recover your life you'll recover what I have for you you'll recover the, the God plan and the God purpose for your world I, I, I just I think that's amazing I'll show you how to take a real rest walk with me and work with me watch how I do it learn the unforced rhythms of grace I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly I love that I, I want to encourage you to go away get the message uh, you know and just read this through Matthew 11 28 to 30 are you tired you're worn out you know Jesus he hated religion he wanted relationship religion is is just religious activity he's saying I'm not calling you to religious activity I'm calling you to me I'm calling you to a relationship I'm calling you into something that's going to bring life and meaning to who you are and all that you do and uh, Jesus knew that doing life out of rhythm would burn us out if we don't have rhythm if we don't have flow at some point we'll get burnt out because expectations won't be met prayers won't be answered in the time frame we think they should be things won't happen exactly as we wanted them to and we'll fall away or will fall out or passions will wane and uh, you know so so I look at this and I'm reading this through I go what was his solution what was Jesus's solution for finding rhythm and flow in life and the first thing was this walk with me come come to me get away with me let's let's get away let it be you and I let it be put Melissa and I took 24 hours away this week the kids were looked after we went down we had breakfast uh, in, in Noosa we had a massage we went for a swim we had dinner we hung out we spent 24 hours together we, we got away together and, and it strengthens you and it, and it enriches your relationship and it does something for you because our life is literally from 6 a.m. To, to bedtime is stuff for the kids but this was stuff for us this was about us this was and, and this is what it's saying get away with me Jesus wants you to get away with him and the first thing he says is walk with me Let's take a walk together and when I think about walking it's not rushed this just it's it's easy it's not labored it's and I can walk and talk with you or I can walk beside you but we're growing together because I'm I'm in rhythm I'm in sync we're going in the same direction we're flowing together and I, I think I've said this many times that we overcomplicate our relationship with Christ He's saying, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to earn my, my, my pleasure. You don't have to earn my, my favor in your world. You've got it already. Just, just come with me. Just come for a walk. And uh, I, I think about that God came to Adam and Eve at the cool of the evening, walking through the garden. He's like, guys, I want to I do life with you. I want to spend time with you. 
I don't want to be an add-on. I don't want to be this little thing on the side that just gets brought in when you need the lucky rabbit's foot to rub or you, you need that answer to prayer. It's, I, I want to be close with you. I want to do life with you. Let's just cruise together. And, you know, it was funny, or interestingly, it was as Jesus was walking along the shore of Galilee that he spotted some guys and said, come follow me. You'll be my disciples. You'll start this whole thing off. I'm going to input to you. I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to be with you. And those guys that walked with Jesus and spent some time with Jesus, the Bible actually says people were blown away because they spoke with wisdom and intellect, but these were untrained, unskilled men. That's how the world described them. But because they got away with God. In Daniel, it says, do you, man, do you see a man that excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. It's like, do you see a man that gets away with God? There'll be, you'll notice a difference about them. You'll notice something different. It says that Daniel distinguished himself. There was an excellent spirit upon him because he decided not to defile himself with the world's delicacies. When we get away with God, when we walk with God, we don't have time for other things that take us out of his presence. Amen? So the first one is walk with me. The second one is work with me. So, so there's just a fine rhythm in his life is work with God. And oftentimes I think through our actions and thoughts, we're actually working against what God has for us. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purposes, Romans. I think we actually work against what God wants to do in our life because I'm so focused on what I want to achieve and what I want to be and what I want to do that I'm running towards that. He's saying, work with me, people. Work with me. You know, Isaiah 64 says, God works for those that wait for him. He meets with those who rejoice. Again, God wants to make you work with him. I was thinking through this morning that when we work at what he wants, it'll work out. When we work, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. For I know the, God's sitting there going, just work with me. It works out. It's good. I know the end from the beginning and it's good. And I want to work things into your life and I want to work things through your life and I want to build you and I want to cause you to, to grow and flourish and be the blessed individual that I've created. Just work with me. Amen? Help me, please. Help me preach this morning. Third thing is this. He says, he says, walk with me, work with me. And the third one was watch me. Follow my lead. I'm God. I know how to do this. This is Jesus, God in the flesh, walking the earth. He says, just get away with me. Let's, let's hang together. Let's just walk. Let's work together. And then just watch what I do. If you watch what I'll do, it will work out. And... Uh, I, I love what it says here. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. The grace of God, when unforced in your life, will cause there to be a rhythm and a flow that can come no other way or through no other source than the fact that it is His grace manifesting in your life. And when we position ourselves for that, I, I don't know about you, but we've known hard times, we've known tough times where everything is a stretch and a struggle and a push and it's like you're fighting constantly. And when you hit this sweet patch, this purple patch where it feels like everything's easy and unforced and you're doing this and now you're doing this and that's leading to this, it, it, it's unbelievable, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And that's how God wants us to live. 
He's saying, it's not hard and it's not strenuous and I'm not going to put anything heavy on you. Just come and learn from me. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch me and life will work out. It says in Matthew, uh, Matthew 4, verse 18, it says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, and I will make you. Follow me, and I will make you. Have you ever noticed that we're always trying to make ourselves and find Christ? We're trying to make ourselves and make something of ourselves. And we're trying to make ourselves and find Christ. God, where are you? Where are you in the midst of my situation? Where are you in the midst of my circumstance? I'm out here doing this. God, where are you? I'm, I'm trying to find you while I'm trying to make me. And he says, follow me and I will make you. Dreams and desires are, are fulfilled in following him, not in trying to make ourselves. And, and I just want to encourage us that God's not hiding and he's not playing hard to get. I think sometimes he is. We're like, God must be hiding somewhere because I haven't seen him, I haven't heard from him, and I don't know where he is. He's not hiding and he's not playing hard to get. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I'll bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, says the Lord. I will bring you to the place for which I cause you to be carried away captive. Can I, can I encourage us this morning that seeking Him is not passive, it's purposed. You will, you will seek me when you, you will find me when you seek me. We got, if you want to find God, if you want to find God in the middle, just, just look for Him. Open yourself up to Him. And, and then it goes on to say, you'll, you'll, you'll find me when you seek me with all your hearts. And that to me speaks of priority and passion. I want God in my world enough that I am going to seek him out. I'm going to prioritize him in, his, in my world. I'm going to make him number one in my life, in my circumstances, and I'm going to go after him with passion. And it's, it's a priority in my world that I have God in the midst of everything I'm doing. Amen? You know, Revelation 21, verse, uh, starting in verse 3, says, I heard a loud sh uh, shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now amongst his people. He will live with them. They will be his people. God himself will be them with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Uh, and the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. He also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of, of water of life. And all who are victorious will inherit all of these blessings. I will be their God and they will be my children. You're tired? You're worn out? You're burnt out on religion? Get away with me. Come for a walk. Come work with me. Come watch what I do and you will receive the, the, the unrushed, the unmerited rhythms of grace towards your life because I will be your God and you will be my people. And I will be with you and I'll never leave you nor forsake. I just want to encourage us this morning. We've, we've got some vision for the year ahead. We've, we're, we're planning what we want to do and what we want to see happen. But there's a rhythm that is going to carry you through this year. There's a rhythm that's going to cause you to achieve more than you achieved last year without, with less effort. And it's going to be the grace of God upon your life. And you can't get the grace of God upon your life by working for it or working at it. Or, or, or 
putting more energy or it's just spending time in his presence reading his word praying walking with him and, and and walking with god for me may look like something that's different for you for me it might be 6 a.m walking the beach for you it might be sitting on your couch with a cup of tea and an open bible at 11 o'clock at night we're all different and we all have different rhythms and flows but we all have a rhythm and flow in god as i was thinking through just in the last few minutes the elements of rhythm what does what does rhythm kind of look like in life and, and i was thinking through pretty well like flow we need to be flexible in life because as i said before how god does what he does when he does it isn't necessarily what i want done when i want it, when i want it done he we need to flow with god we need to just get in that rhythm of you know what i'm all right god whatever's going on right now is, is all right with me and sometimes again like i said we, we work against god we fight with god but if you'll flow with god I think sometimes what takes a long time would happen quicker if we just didn't fight with God. You know, Zach will walk in and go, I want an ice cream. And I probably had a full intention of giving, I want a berry cake. <laughs> Proper joke, sorry. Um, I would probably give him an ice cream if he asked in a different way. And, and, and he doesn't know that I intended to give him an ice cream after dinner, not after school. But now there's a tantrum going on and he's fighting me. You are so unfair. I bought him a new surfboard the day before and he's got a new smooth star for Christmas and we went on holidays and he, he's never lacked for, you know, anything in his life. You are so, you're the meanest dad ever. <laughs> he's working against, he's fighting against uh, what I actually want to do for him. I want to give him an ice cream. I love sitting with my kids and having ice cream and seeing them enjoy life because it's in those moments you sit down and you start to talk. And they're enjoying what they're having and you sit and talk and he's got stuff all over his face and, and it's cute and it's funny. But the more he fights and the more he tells me how unfair I am and the more he says, I want it now, the less likely I am to give it to him because he's working against me. Whereas if he just flow, all right, dad, no worries. I would probably, I'm soft. I would probably just give it to him now. If he said, all right, dad, no worries, love you. I'd, I'd probably get it out of the fridge and give it to him. So, you know, I think that's, we've got to flow. The second thing is uh, direction. An element of rhythm is direction. What direction are you going in? Because I, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a wedge, you know, in, in the ocean where a wave's coming this way and a wave's coming that way, but you ca actually can't ride it because where they meet, it just kind of explodes. But, but when waves are just, and, and swell is just flowing in the one direction, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the points working here at Noosa, when the swell is in the right direction, it just, it just wraps around the points and there's waves that can be ridden that take you to where you want to go. It's, it's going in the same direction as the swell that's coming. And, and, and Hebrews uh, 12 says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight and sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus. Uh, I want to encourage you this morning, are, are you running in the right direction? Are you flowing in the right direction? Is there rhythm in your world that just carries you through in the right direction that God wants to carry you. Uh, the third thing is, is pace. Uh, you know, I, I can know the same chords as Jordan, uh, but he plays them in the right time, at the right pace, 4-4, four, four, whatever it is. But I'm, I'm out of time, and, and it, it just doesn't sound good. It, there, is a, there is a pace in God. There is a rhythm in God uh, where, that he wants to flow through your life and do things in your will, but you can't lag behind and you can't get ahead. You've got to stay in the right pace with God. And where God says, let's move, you move. When God says, let's stop, you stop. 
and, it, and it's not the other way around. God, I'm ready now, let's go. He's like, no, I'm just, I'm just getting ready. I know Lazarus is dying over here, but I'm just going to go here and have a coffee because that's for God's glory. But, but, but my pace is out over here and I've, God, but I just want him healed now. He says, no, 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 he won't, he won't die. This won't end in death. You know what I'm saying? There, there, there's pace in rhythm. Uh, you know, persistence. Rhythm has persistence. If a dance goes for six minutes long, I've got to stay in rhythm for six minutes, not for one, for it to look any good. You've got to, you've got to flow through to the end. You've got to stick with what you started. And if God's called you to do something, you've got to do it to the end. There has to be persistence, which takes effort and energy. Uh, last thing I'd say this is uh, passion. Pursue with enthusiasm and delight. You know, that's what God did for us when he sent his son. There was passion in that rhythm. Even though Jesus didn't want to go to the cross, he knew he should go to the cross and he flowed. There was rhythm. Because he said, Father, if, if, if you can take this cup from me, please do. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. I can only see. That was passion. That, there, there was passion for you and I. There was passion for our lives. There was passion for our future that caused him to flow in rhythm with God's will for his life. And, you know, Matt shared it the other way, for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he's now seated at the right hand of Father. His, his joy was our lives. His passion caused him to go through a tough time so that we could endure, uh, enjoy what he was purchasing for us. I might get the team to come. We'll sing a song. Finish with this. Isaiah 46, starting in verse 3, it says, Listen to me, descendants of Jacob, all you who remain in Israel. I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. If we just stand on our feet this morning, I'm going to get the band to lead us in a song, but I just felt like God impressed upon my heart to let you know this morning that this is what he thinks. Come to me. He wants you to come closer to him. He wants you to press in relationship with him. Yes, you've got dreams. Yes, you've got desires. Yes, you've got things that you want to see take place and happen this year. Things you want to achieve and breakthroughs you want to have. But before all of that, he wants you to come to him. To renew again and to get refreshed again in your relationship with Jesus. So can we just close our eyes? What are we seeing, George? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.